everyone. Awesome. Oh. Okay, it's good to see some people jumping in now. Um, as, as you jump in, um, please do let us know in the chat box um, where you're tuning in from, if you're in New Zealand or overseas. Um, we'd just love to know, yeah, who's in, who's in the room. Um, cool, awesome. We've got some more people tuning in. Cool, awesome. Now, um, great to have everyone here. I'm Lilia Alexander from Territory 3. Um, previously known as Kiwi Landing Pad. Um, we, we're here today um, with Anna Gun Gun sorry. Gunther. <laughs> Gunther. It's a hard one. Um, um, and Anna um, was a founder of Pledge Me, um, which I'm sure everyone in, in New Zealand at least is aware of. Um, and she is currently head of women in export at NZ Trade and Enterprise, which is a lot of what we're keen to chat about. Um, today with her role there and, and how to support women in business. Um, cool, so I'll just hand over to Anna. I know she's got some um, awesome slides prepared. Um, so yeah, over to you. Hi, awesome. Thank you, Lilia. I will start my presentation. And I will hopefully do it correctly. Yes. Um, so kia ora everyone. I would love if you could just pop into the chat and just say why why you're here, what interests you in this mahi. Uh, no pressure, but always always good to know um, the different perspectives that people are bringing into the room. Um, and yeah, kia ora, no otipotiho, ko Anna tokungua, namihi nui kia koto. My name is Anna, and I'm interested in this mahi because I am a woman in business. So I started my first business with some of these fabulous women back at um, high school in Dunedin, part of the Young Enterprise Scheme. I started a, a lip gloss company made out of vanilla, of vanilla essence and Vaseline, which probably shouldn't be used uh, in the way that it was. Uh, but that was where I first started uh, starting businesses was when I was at high school. Uh, but the focus probably really started for me around um, women in business uh, with my third company, which is Pledge Me, which is still going with another awesome woman at the helm. Uh, but I, when I started Pledge Me, uh, didn't really think that gender was a thing that provided any opportunities or any barriers to me starting and scaling my business. I was a woman who'd been raised on, you know, the sort of 1980s, 1990s strong messaging that women can do anything and, you know, just do it and all of that. And so, it wasn't until Pledge Me was starting to get some media coverage that people started asking me like, you know, what is it like to be a woman in business? And do you want to come and talk at this event about the future of feminism? And at the time I was like, I'm just running a business and I'm not a feminist, but my boyfriend is, would you like him to come and talk at your conference on the future of feminism? And it was interesting because specifically in that instance, um, the woman organizing was like, hey, it's cool that you're not a feminist. Do you still want to come and like share your story and tell us why you're not a feminist? Like, why do you, why do you think this isn't important? And in preparing for that talk and doing all my research and talking to a bunch of friends in business um, and not, uh, I started having some hard realizations around some of the opportunities that potentially I'd missed out on when I was starting out in my um, starting out. And also, you know, the sad statistics that we have in New Zealand around rates of domestic violence. Um, sadly, one of my co-founders from my first business um, was killed by her ex-partner and also started realizing that sometimes in, in the tech and business space, I've been treated differently potentially to my male counterparts where people thought that I was just the hot date. I like that they thought I was hot, but I was just the hot date at the tech awards, not the founder of a tech company in my own right. And so I started talking about this and writing about Sort of feminism and, and what it meant to me and gender equality and 
had Ideologue come to me and ask that I write an article on where I thought New Zealand was going to be in the next 10 years. And they had a bunch of different founders doing the same thing. And uh, once the magazine came out, someone tweeted a picture of the article, a pretty picture of the cover of the magazine, actually, and said, hey, it's really interesting that Anna's focused on um, the gender imbalance in business in New Zealand, but why is there a gender imbalance on the front cover of this magazine? Uh, I think it was around 20% of the people that they interviewed were women. And Ideologue responded good on them, and they were like, hey, we just didn't know who to interview. Uh, so, you know, let us know if it's people we should. And we decided to crowdsource the list. So in about six hours, I think we had 350 names on the list. Now it's around 800. And Ideologue actually amazingly came back and said, hey, we're going to institute a new policy around diversity and really try harder to make sure that our magazine represents um, Aotearoa more widely. So for me, that's really where my thinking started around gender and business. Uh, but for New Zealand generally, um, the focus really started uh, again, potentially, um, in 2018 around the Trade for All agenda. And Trade for All is um, something for possibly nerdy economists and uh, trade negotiators where uh, different countries around the world are starting to think about how we create uh, productive, inclusive, and sustainable economies. And so they're starting to include that in trade negotiations that we do with different countries around the world. And so MFAT has decided to start focusing on this more heavily, both by getting really good data and insights around where we are right now and where we could go, but also with the role that I now have. So bringing in someone to put a focus on specifically gender and export. And so from some of this research that MFAT has been doing, we found that around 15% of our goods exporters in New Zealand are led by women, one five. And I don't know about you, but my vision for the future is one where our companies reflect the diverse country that we have. And it's not just gender, but I would love it if we get to a point where 50% of our exporters are women-led. Unfortunately, we're not there yet, as we already saw by the numbers. Um, like STEM, like technology, there's this, a leaky pipeline of women in business. Um, around 52% of our young enterprise scheme students, like myself, um, are women. Around 50% of our university graduates, we believe, are women as well. Um, it's actually 1985 was the first time that our commerce degrees had equal representation of men and women. But once you go past that, the numbers start to decline, um, whether you look at the numbers of um, tech companies that are being started by women. General business in New Zealand is around 30%, 15% um, of our exporters, as I already said. Um, and then you look at sort of the NZX listed boards, it's around 16% are held of those positions are held by women. Uh, and I think we've all heard the numbers around investment. Um, in New Zealand, I think it's around 18% of our angel deals go to companies with um, female founders, but globally only around 2% of our venture capital goes to companies with all women teams. And sadly, they say it's gonna take 267 years before we have economic parity between men and women. I don't know about you, that so seems like way too long. And so I wanna know from the crowd, like. What do you think we need to do to get to the 50% mark? Like, what are the things that would make a difference? How do you think we could both inspire more women and support them in their business journeys and keep them in there um, beyond high school and university? But also, what can we all do? Like, what is the role of everyone in business to support um, different types of leaders? Which, shouldn't, which it shouldn't be. It shouldn't be different. Mm -hmm. So I'm going to talk you through a little bit about um, 
some of our ideas. And I'm going to jump into the chat. Sorry, I'm very bad at multitasking. Um, but I do want you to keep on thinking about ideas as we go. Um, but I want to say, like, you know, people do deeply care. I think the numbers aren't great, and we know we could do better. But as soon as we start talking about it, people come out of the woodwork. So when I posted a LinkedIn post a few months ago when I started this new role, I had over a thousand likes and comments of people offering active support and 36,000 views. Um, I don't know, but I think that's pretty high for a government yeah. department worker. <laughs> um, really? And, you know, like it is happening internationally as well. This focus isn't in just in New Zealand. I think we're in an interesting position where we could either leapfrog what's happening internationally or we could be left behind. Um, Canada has been doing this work for the last 10 years. And they managed to double the number of women-owned companies that they were supporting. And they actually had a significant increase, increase in the outcomes that government measures for the companies that they worked with. And globally, some countries have even put a number on how much they think this could impact their economies if they truly included women at the same rates as men in, um, in the economy. And in the UK, they say it could be around a $250 billion increase to their GDP. And I think Canada was around $150 billion as well. So why now? I mean, why not? But also, uh, there's a growing movement, you know, Me Too, Time's Up. There's um, commitments, deep commitments to the um, sustainable development goals, including number five, which is gender equality for women and girls. Uh, and here in New Zealand, we're starting to measure things like the pay gap, um, like we never did before, and not just around gender, but ethnicity. Um, and I don't know if anyone here has heard about it, but there is a um, new focus uh, for the Waitangi Tribunal. Uh, they've had a claim brought to them by a group of Maori women under the Manawahine Kaupapa Inquiry, which basically says that not only um, does Maori generally lose um, position, power, and money, um, due to uh, the settlement, but also women were more adversely affected. So what have we done? We set a purpose, which is to inspire and support more women in their global journeys, addressing both barriers and leveraging opportunities at an individual and systemic level. We've decided that there's two areas we want to focus on. One is diverse groups of women-led companies that are or could export, but also secondarily, anyone who supports women business leaders. And we broke it out into three pillars of work. One is the stats and stories, making sure we have really good data and really good insights to inform what we do. The second pillar is experiences, so figuring out actually what can we do um, to either create safe spaces for women or make space for women. Uh, and finally, looking at how we can build partnerships with the likes of Territory 3, but also bridges internally within NBT to make sure this work actually happens and it's not just left to one person. Mm -hmm. There's some systemic issues that we found in our research, um, ranging from insights that women may lack networks. Um, they may not have as deep networks or networks with um, exporting experience, power, money. Um, we've heard that funding is harder to raise and actually by hearing that funding is harder to raise, women actually opt out of going through the raise process. Um, we've heard things around, you know, cultural expectations potentially providing or being a barrier to women um, evaluating exports because of a lack of time or we haven't seen um, role models of what it could look like. And then we believe those lead to some symptoms around lack of confidence um, and also a lack of time. Uh, so what are we doing? Um, we're looking at this experience pillar and trying to figure out what we as NZT to help a Tuhono can lead, but also where we can support. 
Uh, and underpinning that, it's the idea of creating safe spaces for women to get together and learn with each other, um, sometimes explicitly promoted as women in, but sometimes not. Sometimes it's just, you know, badass founders doing cool things. Uh, and also creating space and making space for women and trying to get into areas where potentially women aren't represented as well as they could be, and just showcasing amazing stories. Uh, so what that specifically means is we're doing things like women in export leadership series. So once a month um, online or once every other month online and then in, in between months in person, women can come together and learn from each other, hearing one sort of authentic story of how someone did it and then networking and discussing. Um, and I can share the link to that in the chat afterwards if anyone is interested. Uh, we're also supporting Electrify Aotearoa, which I believe Territory 3 is as well, uh, which is a woman's founders event for um, ambitious companies that's being hosted here in May. We're doing a few events around that to specifically talk about export and help women network as well on the day. And we're exploring things like how do we create content for everyone, how do or just share content for everyone, like Project Include, which is a, a, a manual effectively for companies to think around how they hire and retain diverse staff members, specifically in the tech space. Um, and I'd love to know if anyone here has any tips or resources, things that you really love reading or going to when you're thinking about this work, because um, I'm really conscious that there are so many different things out there that we could be sharing. Um, but we're also thinking around how we can educate um, groups on export, exporting in a slightly different manner. Historically, it's been workshops and pretty boring government um, offices uh, talking through how to think about export. And last year, we tested out going on a Mirai and um, doing a wananga with a group of Māori women. Uh, we're also exploring doing a, a, a session with a group of Pacifica women. Um, if you have any networks that you think we should be tapping in to do something like that, we really love love it. And it doesn't need to be focused purely on women, but we definitely want it to be something that makes sure that women are included as well. And we're thinking about cohorts. So how do we actually bring small groups of like-minded companies together who are exploring a market or in a specific sector to learn together around how they want to grow internationally, sharing ideas and resources, bringing in experts when it makes sense as well to help in that journey. And yeah, so that's really like, this is what I've been doing for the last three months. I'm super excited. I have way, way too many slides. And I want to know um, from the group, what questions do you have? What do you think we should be doing? How can you help? That's way too many questions all in a row. Julia. Yeah, I, I actually I saw um, a comment come through in the chat from um, Julian from CFO for you, um, mentioning that they dedicate fifteen percent of their profit to invest in um, female entrepreneurs, um, which is pretty awesome. Um, I think that's great to see. That's amazing, um, Julian. I'd love to know, like, what made you decide to do that? What was the reason that you started that focus? Um, it's super inspiring. Um, I've just noticed we've had a few more new people jump in. Um, so just if you have um, joined since, since we started, do let us know in the chat um, where you're tuning in from. Um, and also, yeah, what you reckon um, Anna, NZT, and, and all of us as well um, can do to help women in export, women in business. Um, we're really keen to have this be a bit of an interactive webinar. Um, to kind Did they of know they were signing up for interactive? <laughs> oh, I think mentioned it in the, in the um, description of the, the promotions. Um, Love it. Oh, and I see a few friends in there. Will, you need to ask a question. Haley, <laughs> you too. Um, Rachel, I know you. I know you've got questions inside of you. Amber, great to see you. 
um, yeah, we would really love to love to know what you're thinking. Any anyone? Um, do you have any questions, Lilia? Oh, I um, I think we've we've just oh, wait, is this a question? It's an introduction um, from Nicola. Oh, okay, no, no, awesome, Nicola. Great to have you in, in the chat. Um, oh, a question from Grant. Um, is there much going on in with youth at the moment? I mean, like you, um, one of your slides you mentioned was it fifty two percent in young enterprise scheme. Um, with females was that what yeah. It? yeah yeah so young people are nailing it um and i think uh we don't have historic data to show trends but definitely mm -hmm. seeing that with young enterprise scheme 52 percent identify as women but also um i recently um emceed the startup showcase for the university of canterbury and 50 percent of the companies that pitched on stage were led by women and actually 60 percent of the companies that won so it's, and, and that wasn't the only diversity on, on, on showcase. It was great representation across the board. Yeah, I, I'd say like as someone who is kind of recently out of that, I mean, I'm, I'm 24, so I guess I'm still young. Um, You're still young. You're definitely yeah. still young. <laughs> um, like I, you know, I did the Young Enterprise Scheme in school and, and that was amazing, incredible. Um, and that is available all around the country. I mean, I have heard of some schools where they, they can't get it simply because like their business studies teacher doesn't want to or, or they don't have it. It's like an economics teacher that doesn't, doesn't want to and just annoyances like that. Um, but mainly it is all out there and it is quite inclusive. Um, and I guess like something I've noticed as well is maybe it's just the, this generation um, and increasingly for young people is we don't experience or feel too much of a, a difference between male or female in terms of wanting to achieve and, and wanting to do things. Um, so, you know, as the generations move on this, hopefully, you know, it becomes less of a problem because we all kind of, we're brought up with that, oh, we can do anything kind of thing. Um, and it's only once you hit the real world um, that, that yeah. things can be a little bit different. Um, you realize there are differences. Um, I know something that does need some work maybe is in terms of financials, um, investing. Um, I know there's that really awesome um, is it Girls Who Invest um, podcasts um, yeah. run by Two Girls Down South, um, which is making waves, doing really amazing things. So things like that are really great to see, um, which would be great if it were to integrate more in um, in high school um, youth kind of. Yeah, and there's and there's organizations like Banker doing really cool things mm. as well to bring that sort of base financial literacy in and primary and high school also run by an amazing woman. So, you know, win-win. Uh, but um, yeah, it's, it's, it's definitely an area to explore. I'd be really keen, um, people that are listening, like, do you have any thoughts like when you, um, when you started your companies or started thinking about exporting um, both men and women, like what were some of the things that you needed support with or what, what were some of the areas that you, um, would have would have loved to get yeah ideas and insights on. Ah, um, uh, cool. Uh, so a comment um, in around the representation from grants, um, representation of women at events like Kiss My Fast that NCT hosts. Um, yeah, I, I think um, so. Why why do we think the attendance is so low? Um, I have actually looked at the attendance at events across NCT. Um, generally, and found that around 50% of the attendees are women. So women are attending events at a relatively high rate, considering potentially they're underrepresented um, in, in our export companies. But um, definitely in the tech space, and I, we've heard this feedback before around Kiss My Fast, there's a low representation of women. And Grant, I'd love to know what you think. Like, what do you think might need to be done differently um, to connect or inspire um, women to attend? Um, 
I mean, we know that there are less women in the tech space, but there's so many amazing women in the tech space um, mm. that we could be bringing along. Hey, Amber, lovely to see you. Um, yeah, I, I think in the trade enterprise for a couple of months, right? So, um, uh, yeah, I've been in this role for a few months. But one thing I do think about is with in invitations to events, um, it's, it's making it really clear um, why someone would want to attend and what they might might get out of it, especially if we think they might have less time or less funding, uh, they might be a little bit more stressed, like being really clear on the invite and be targeted in the invite as well, getting people to individually invite people along, which is something we can all do. If we get a lot of benefit out of the event, how do we bring um, more women into that space if, if we mm -hmm. see that they're not represented? Um, yeah, so I think thinking about how we invite people is, is really important and, and what the benefit is for them attending and having women hosting. Yes, totally agree, Grant. I started like sneaking in amazing women into the hosts. Um, last time I had one or two that I recommended who were hosting, um, including Vanessa Radich, if you don't know her, amazing, great brain, HR, uh, Paula, yeah, and support around investment process and how to pitch confidently. Um, one of the things that um, NZT has done in the past, and it was actually an article about it yesterday, is the, an event called Invest Her. And so that's where we um, support six women-led companies to pitch to a group of investors that we know are interested in investing in women-led companies. And I think of the six companies that pitched last year, five of them raised investment in afterwards, um, and one is now raising. They, they weren't at the time, um, or they just raised. So, you know, like there is um, some stuff happening, but I think it'd be really interesting to hear what people think we could do differently around supporting women around investment because I think the thing that concerns me is hearing um, anecdotes like I decided not to raise because I heard it was hard um, mm -hmm. so how do we have mana enhancing conversations around why investing in women like companies is awesome um, and stop some of the questions that are a bit dumb that women sometimes get around you know what does your husband think of this mm -hmm. or um, I had someone else tell me that they found they were often talk asked questions around like problems in the past not um, ambition in the future yeah. So how do we change that? I know um, Electrify Aotearoa has just announced um, an accelerator as well, um, which is a pretty awesome um, new initiative. So I think they've only just started taking in applications um, for that. But that would be at least a great way to have more, you know, female founders getting that help throughout a specific um, tailored accelerator and, and maybe some more opportunities for investment at the end as well. Um, so that's something that we're jumping on as um, a channel partner as well at Territory 3 to help get the word out. Um, about that. So if anyone is in that space looking to, to join an accelerator, um, do give that a Google, um, Electrify Aotearoa Accelerator. Um, it's quite a new thing that has just popped up to kind of align with um, the conference, um, which should be coming up in a couple of months. Uh, come to the conference, everyone. It looks amazing. The speakers are so inspiring. Um, I'm especially excited to hear Ali from, Alice from Cami um, speak oh, yeah. around their journey, growing their um, tech company to 50 million users. Like, it's just insane. And that was um, a journey out of a university um, startup program itself. Mm -hmm. You know, they, they started at the University of Auckland maybe five, six years ago, and now they have 50 million users. Um, so much to learn. Yeah, definitely looking forward to that conference. Um, I know I've got quite a few comments coming through that, so it's hard to like read them, but also- <laughs> yeah, Totally, I totally feel you. Um, um, 
I'm really interested. I know that Territory 3 has had a bit of a focus on women um, in the past and hearing, Lilia, how, how you've been addressing this, how you've been um, working to inspire and support more women. Yeah, it's totally. So um, as you guys may know, we, we do these um, webinars almost weekly, pretty much weekly, a um, couple skip a few here and there um and so I've been tracking um in terms of what guests we have on um female versus um male um I think last year we did pretty well it was it was pretty close to 50 50 I don't have the numbers on me right now but um something specifically that I wanted to focus on this year was that for the first um month of webinars um, we just had exclusively um female guests so that's what we've done for the past month um and I think it, it might be um, changing it up in, in, a, in a week or two um, but just trying to and it, it's, it's interesting because you know as soon as I sort of said that in my mind I realized there, there are so many cool female founders out there um, and it's not even hard to to find them now um, so I mean historically that might have been an issue but but these days I think it's, it's just a case of just going out searching um, and you'll honestly be surprised how many there really are um, it's like I could literally I could do the whole year like just <laughs> female founders female industry experts um, and so yeah I'm pretty stoked to have discovered that that you know it's actually really easy um, and yeah. I was myself, like oh no we've got we've got to find some males now for the, um, for the next few um, yeah. but yeah that's just something we wanted to put some effort into um, like we were kind of trying to align it with um Electrifiatera, but you know that that's been um, postponed. Um, yeah. But at least it lines up with um, International Women's Day, which was yesterday. Um, yeah. Which I saw so many posts. I swear, I've never seen a, a day like have so many posts on social media. Um, yeah. It's crazy. But it's a yeah. thing. Um, International Women's Day. I both love it and hate it. Like I love that it exists and we're celebrating women and showcasing them, but I hate that it's still a thing that we have to have. Right? Like it's just like. Um, why aren't we there yet? Exactly. Yeah. Um, but nevertheless, you know, good to see everyone um, supporting women online and, and lots of cool posts like showcasing the work that different um, different women are doing at the moment. Um, so that was all really impressive to see. Um, totally. And I think um, I think to your point, you know, while the percentages aren't great um, around women in business, there are so many stories and so many amazing women doing cool things that yeah. can be showcased to inspire everyone you know there's and there's so many things we can learn from this story so it's it's one area that we're deeply exploring is how do we just get some stories out there around how companies yeah. started to export and mm -hmm. showcase some women like this is how mm -hmm. different people did it and this is what they learned along the way what worked what didn't and if there are gendered barriers how did they overcome them um, mm -hmm. to show that it's possible but also what are the opportunities like where you know which countries in the world have decided that they're going to procure x amount of whatever from women or you know what what are the things that maybe women potentially bring um, that could be really really useful for launching into a new market and you know mm -hmm. I don't want to gender it too much but like you know what are the things that we can leverage as well as things that we might need to address um, mm -hmm. both as individuals but then systemically like what what as a government can we do as mm -hmm. well um, there's a yeah. comment that is there any support for women after having children and coming back to the workforce and running their own business helping them in coaching how to balance family and business around boosting their self-confidence, et cetera. It's a really good question. And one that I just found out, like, you know, there is 
um, ECE in New Zealand around a certain number of hours that you can get spend childcare. I don't have any children, so I'm sorry, I'm not super across the details, but um, you can't actually claim childcare as a business expense, even if it is a business expense, even if you are attending a work event at night and need to get childcare in. Um, unfortunately, uh, under our current tax uh, structure and legislation, it's not allowed to be seen as a business expense. And so if there's anyone on this call who knows someone who knows someone that we can have a conversation with about that, I would really love to. Um, I have been told that uh, because we've attempted to, to keep our um, tax system relatively simple, um, there's concerns around adding things like that in. But yeah, it definitely is something that um, there could be more support around. But um, there are there's a really good podcast uh, focused on women in business called The Female Career here in New Zealand. And it talks to different um, women-led companies about their, about their careers um, and not just companies. It's actually um, more wide-ranging than that. And they do ask um, one question at the end around gender and how people have overcome different things. And some of the comments have been around their competence and childcare and all of that. Um, um, I just want a note from Gloria and the Q&A. Um, just jumping back up there. Ah, there's Q&A. Yeah, there's, yeah, it's interesting because we've, we've got the, the chat section, but then also the, the Q&A section. Um, so I just saw the, the note there. Um, sorry guys, it's, it's, it's quite hard to like read it, <laughs> um, to read and, and talk at the same time. Um, 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 Gloria, okay, so we're going back to, she was thinking on the question, um, what do we think we should do to get to the 50% mark? Um, one answer for this is perhaps to make space for not only women, for people in diverse backgrounds to make it in business. I think the transformation for increasing participation of women in business should start at the structural level. Cool, cool, cool. So in terms of... <laughs> So do you mean? Um... So just just focusing on diversity more generally, totally agree, um, mm -hmm. Gloria, one hundred percent behind it. Um, I read a really interesting quote yesterday as part of International Women's Day um, from Gloria Steinem, basically saying that um, sexism and racism are intertwined, and if we want to remove either, we have to um, untwist all of it. And so I think that you know, a lot of um, a lot of the issues that potentially um, women and uh, people from minority backgrounds face um, are intertwined, and we need to we need to focus on all of it. I think the focus specifically in my role on women is supposed to be more diverse um, representation of women, uh, so women from different backgrounds. Uh, but keeping that focus on gender is the conversation um, that I'm having, while we have others focused on other areas as well. Uh, but yeah, totally agree. It's interrelated. Um, we need to make it easier and more supportive for everyone um, because we can. Like, I think the thing is, if we support different founders into business and growing their companies, it's not like there's no scarcity around this. Like, you know, we can grow the pie bigger for everyone and learn from each other and, you know, build a cool and great. Um, ecosystem here in Aotearoa, New Zealand, that we can showcase to the world. Like, how cool would it be if we, like, solved this? And we were like, hey, world, look at what we did over here. Like, this is just like New Zealand 
with you know a diverse range of founders who have equitable outcomes who are just building great businesses and you know maybe that's something we could export what do you think Lilia should we this start on exporting how to I'm not saying it's easy though but um I just saw a note here from um Rosie from ourcloset.co.nz great to have you here Rosie um and her business is um started from renting out her own clothing and has grown into a platform to empower women and young girls to be financially independent um, and have reoccurring revenue through renting items um, or renting out items um, that they already own. Um, so that's, I, don't, I love that really. Um, I, I, need to, I need to jump back on your platform at some point soon actually and check that out. Um, but that's really cool. It's like a business that also helps other women through the business, you know, it's, it's pretty awesome. Um, so it's a love that um it's also good to share the barriers you face as women i've been married a long time and my wife still surprises me with the sharing challenges she's faced that i've never thought of and oh grant it's so true i think um with these deep interviews that we did with um founders on their export journeys you know some of the things that they said were heartbreaking around um the experiences they had the things that have been said to them um you know, I thought we were, I naively thought we were beyond some of it. Um, but, you know, and, and hearing the sort of viewpoint that, you know, government agencies are potentially old boys, old boys networks um, and things like that really hit me. because I was like, oh, we need to be showing, you know, showing it differently from who we are. And I, I saw someone comment earlier that it's really great that NZT now has a chair that's a woman. I totally agree. It's awesome to see the diversity in our sort of, um, a board level, I think the thing I'd love to see next, and I probably shouldn't be saying this where it's being recorded, is how do we see that in politics as well? How do we see the people that are leading these portfolios um, show a bit more diversity as well? I don't think we've ever had a woman um, leading our economic um, or business portfolios before. Yeah, interesting on that one. Um, a question from um, Nicola, how do you feel about implementing quotas that are closer to representing actual demographics? Ha, the quota question it's always a good one which um creates much debate i i personally am pro quota because i think it pushes conversations and pushes us to think um a bit more creatively creatively around who we might look to bring into some of the roles and it's not saying that they're not there on their own merit but we might be looking beyond the normal networks that we look to for certain roles and i think some of the research that's come out of some of the Scandinavian countries has shown that um, quotas have worked and that um, there is a benefit in um, having more women on boards. Uh, I do understand though why uh, people might be against quotas and I can understand why specifically women who get into roles based off a quota might feel like they're being put in um, for reasons that they might not appreciate. Uh, but I also think that potentially women are missing out on roles right now for reasons that they don't appreciate and they don't even see because of the way um, we're judging and finding and inviting um, people into spaces. Mm -hmm. Yeah, interesting on that one. I know, yeah, some of the thoughts around you don't want to feel like you're put in a position just be, like because you're you're female um because that can, can come across a bit badly um but yeah i can see yeah benefits of um of both sides um, 
I, I, I am, I'm a little bit addicted to Twitter. I don't tweet much, but I definitely like read a lot. And I saw this tweet um, that went a bit viral the other day, which was basically this woman being like, I don't want to be asked ever again around how how it feels to be a woman in business. I just want people to ask me about my business. Yeah. Like I want to be interviewed around the badass business that I've created. Mm-hmm. And all these people started tweeting around it. And I, it, and that's why days like International Women's Day, I love it, but I hate it because I'm like, we need to, we need, we do need to know the barriers, and we do need to figure out how we're going to get through them. But we also just need to be showcasing amazing people doing amazing things, and it to represent yeah. the country that we're in, right? Yeah, there was a viral post like that on LinkedIn um, recently as well. It's like I'm not, I'm not a girl boss. I'm a, I'm a boss. <laughs> like, mm. The kind of kind of thing. Um, and yeah, I, I can definitely resonate with that. Um, but yeah, it's, it's a, it's an interesting mix, you know. But sometimes it can help support women in general and and. But it does reach a point where, you know, people do just want to be seen as as, as they are um, and not have that that label um, constantly put on them. Yeah. Uh, which is a really tricky one because, you know, you kind of want to use the labels to support women and everything, but you don't want to make people feel yeah. that way. Yeah, <laughs> totally agree. And I think so there's, there's different times for different approaches, right? And sometimes there's an approach which is just let's focus on women and make it explicit and do that. And then there's some approaches where like actually just everywhere else we should make sure we are mm. representing. Yeah, totally. Yeah, I mean, if the representation was totally like 50-50, we wouldn't need to, you know, use the buzz, buzzwords and everything. Um, so maybe, maybe that's the, the goal love, of um, backgrounds. I love Grant's comment that 73% of their partner network, reseller network is women-owned businesses. Um, Grant, what, where, what, what do you do? How do we how do we learn from that? How have you got like what's going on? Tell us more. Um, I see um, a, a question in the Q and A from Rebecca. Um, do women-run businesses tend to fall into different um, range of structures like size, sector, business model, etc.? Um, yeah, I mean, so the research that we've um, seen uh as part of the work that MFAT is doing and others is there are definitely some sectors that women um tend to more often like food and beverage and consumer goods um more uh, b2c than essentially b2b uh though there are some really great b2b companies as well um and women-led companies tend to be smaller uh in revenue uh, but that might also be tied to the fact that they're not raising investment so you know or it's harder to raise investment so how do you scale it if um you don't um, have the rocket fuel to do that. And uh, it was interesting, some of the research showed that if there were more women in leadership positions, they hired more women in leadership positions. So if there was a woman at the top, there were more women in the senior leadership team um, compared to um, male companies. And structurally, we, we are seeing that a lot of companies um, that are women-founded are co-founded. Uh, so. I haven't played this hypothesis out to the end yet, though, so it's still a hypothesis, but it it, it looks like there might be more co-founding um, than we might see in other companies. Mm, um, oh, Grant just mentioned his businesses, rocketspark.com. Our partners are design businesses who use their webs- uh, website builder to create websites for their clients. Okay, cool, cool, cool. So, oh, so you're saying 73% of the reseller network a woman-owned business oh that's interesting um so that's people who are then re- like continuing to make websites um designers that's pretty cool oh, yeah. um wow. awesome hey um i'm conscious 
there's no more questions, maybe we give people a little bit of time back to go and have their lunches. Lily, unless there's anything else yeah. that you want to um, jump in on. I mean, I think I think we've um, had a really good chat, some cool insight. Um, um, any, in terms of, I guess we could go back to in terms of with you and Pledge Me, um, with raising investment there, like did, did you find challenges um, yourself with that then? And how did that process go? Yeah, I think I was really lucky in that the first uh, few rounds that I did um, were through people that I knew. So um, the early investors were um, existing networks. And then from there, we went out and crowdfunded. And we had some amazing um, people invest in the company through our crowd. And mm -hmm. it was a really great experience, actually, seeing the, the level of support and the breadth of support around New Zealand for what we were doing at the time um, and now. Uh, but yeah, when we did go and pitch at more traditional pitch events, I, I never, we never, we never really did, but I think I did once or twice and we never really had, um, great conversations in those settings around wh what mm -hmm. we were doing, where we we're going. So I think we were a bit out, out of the normal sort of, uh, yeah. focus. Um, yeah. yeah but you'd say relatively, you had quite a smooth experience otherwise. Yeah, personally, I had a really smooth experience, and I think probably because the first um, first time that we we had um, anyone invest in the company that was outside the co-founding group, it was people that we knew really well, um, and yeah, so really lucky, um, good networks, good people. Um, yeah, okay. I mean that, that's great to hear. Um, that, that, yeah, that quite smoothly. Um, yeah, because I'm I'm actually I might look into this space a bit more. This idea that maybe raising investment is harder for women. Um, so I'm gonna I'll have a yeah. We, we do see that actually crowdfunding, equity crowdfunding, um, internationally is seen as easier mm -hmm. for women than traditional um, forms of raising investment potentially because women are better at. Um, building those uh, sort of communities and relationships around what they do. Um, even though they might not be networks with lots of power and money, they've yeah. got networks that are interested in what they're doing. And there's some research that shows that women are more likely to share their problems and ask for help and discuss things compared to sort of male founders. And so I wonder mm -hmm. if that sort of ties into it as well. That um, I think on, on Pledge Me, um, around 50% of the equity campaigns are led by women. So that's a stark difference to uh, sort of 18% and 2%. Um, but it's a different, yeah, different type of raising process, uh, potentially. Uh, and Rebecca, Gloria, totally agree. What's normal needs to change. We need a new normal, people. We need something mm -hmm. new normal as well. But, uh, uh, oh, yeah, I've got a lot of new normals going on at the moment. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Um, no, that, that, yeah, that's awesome. Um, Cool. Okay. Yeah. Conscious. I know. I saw someone um, had to jump off there. Um, yeah. No. I think we've had a really awesome chat. Um, and definitely a lot. I mean, I'm keen to keep looking into um, in terms of the whole raising investment kind of side of things. Um, but thanks everyone um, for tuning in. Um, we will. We have recorded this, so I will be uploading it shortly. Um, and if you are keen to look at um, our other female founder webinars, do check out um, www.territory3.community/academy. Um, and we upload every webinar on there within a few hours um, of, of completing them. Um, but yeah, otherwise, thank you so much to Anna for jumping on um, and chatting with us all about how to support women in business. Um, we hope you've, you know, you got some insight out of this. Um, and yeah, hopefully some more conversations to come soon. I should have said like one of the easiest ways to support women in business is to buy 
their product or provide oh, yeah. services or go out and offer them support yeah. in different ways. You know, it's yeah. going to take all of us to do this mahi. And um, if it's okay, I'll, I'll send through a few links uh, through you as well, Lilia, of ways mm -hmm. people can support and engage into the future. Cool. Awesome. Okay. Otherwise, um, hope everyone has a great lunch, great rest of your day, week, um, and we'll catch you on the next one. Awesome. Thanks, Lilia. Thanks everyone for taking time out of your day to come and listen and, and chat. So.